Good evening, Wanderers and Wool Gatherers, and welcome to episode 141 of the show, Wanderings and Wool Gathering. On tonight's episode, we are reviewing the latest from Miley Cyrus. I know a little bit of a departure for us on the show, but uh, we do like to branch out and we do like some of the things she's done. Uh, for instance, when she did a Metallica song, that was pretty cool. So we're going to give her a go tonight and we are going to try to stump the big man. Never works but we're going to keep trying. And uh, we'll chat it up as we go. But uh, as always, to join me is none other than Metalhead Mundy himself. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Mundy. And there he is, everyone. The hello, man. hello. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Welcome to the show, Mr. Mundy. Thanks, sir. All right. We ready to do this? I think so. Definitely departure, but uh, we are well-rounded. We like to to dabble across genres, so um, kind of fun to do this one this week, I guess. Yeah. Um, interesting for me is uh, uh, Marianne and I have been talking about going to see nothing but thieves. They never try okay. to or haven't been for quite a while, and all of a sudden, new song pops up. And I get the uh, the notification on my phone that they're coming to Chicago next September. Oh, cool. So within five minutes, we had our tickets. So that was exciting. And nice. uh, the new song is, um, it's okay. It, it's not great. Um, I like it when the song showcase Connor's voice. He's amazing. But uh, the new album is going to be called Dead Club Society. And the new single is Welcome to DCC, the Dead Club Society. So I'm not sure exactly what that means. But it is nice to have Connor's voice back and to know that we're going to go see them live. So, All right. Pretty exciting news. Yeah. Sounds like it'd be a fun, at least probably overnight trip, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We love to go to Chicago yeah. and do the mm -hmm. Hawks or whatever. And, and we're going to be going, um, we're on spring break next week and we're going to see the Hawks play. And there's a nice. Dali show at the uh, museum there. So. Ooh. Um, Very any cool. chance to see Dolly work is always worth a trip. So we're going to do that. Absolutely. We were, uh, we were close to going to the Dolly museum at one point, but we didn't quite make it. So I, I would it still like is, to do that. Yeah, it is phenomenal. Um, yeah, it just, I, I mean, it's cool. The, the artwork itself just looks amazing. But when you see how big it is in person, it's not like the Mona Lisa right. where it's a stamp. Yeah, you have this vision in your head. His works are huge. Yeah, and, uh, that museum is very cool. So, if you can get down there, St. Pete, check it out. Yep. And, yeah, um, that's uh, you know, there's a few upcoming shows that we have tickets to as well. So, I think uh, the wife and I are going to see Billy Idol in May. Oh yeah. And uh, what else? You and I, we have tickets to see Pantera and Lamb of God. Yep. And then There's ghost. another one. Ghost, right, in August, yeah. yeah. Outdoors, so that'll be exciting. Yeah. Ghost Indeed. and, and, and Amon Amarth. <laughs> so excited about that. up for that, yeah. <laughs> little Viking So excited. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so th this is what I heard tonight. I don't know if it's true, but somebody said that you can buy a year pass to Verizon or Ruoff or whatever it's called now for the lawn for $200. Uh, yes, actually, our uh, 
our buddy Austin does that because, you know, he has the bus and he takes yeah. trips. He takes groups there constantly in the summertime. So he bought one of those. So anytime he takes a group down there, he can just go in and sit in the lawn and whatever or, or not. I but don't yeah, always he love said lawn it, tickets, but man, what a deal because ticket prices yeah. are ridiculous. Yeah, he said it's pretty cool. So, you know, it's uh, it's just that one price and then you get... I don't know if it, if it's every single show. I'm not sure about that, but yeah. So he, he enjoys it. And it's, you know, like I said, that's that one price and you don't have to buy a ticket every time or just sit in the parking lot. Like, you know, drives the bus down there. You don't have to stay in the parking lot. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. I'll have to check in. That sounds really cool because sometimes, I mean, you buy a hundred dollar ticket and then you get a 30 or $40 convenience charge. And the next thing you know, it's 140 bucks to see one show for one show. Yeah. So yeah, well, I'll look into it too late this year. Cause I've already got a couple of tickets bought, so I'm not going to do that. Right. <laughs> Plus I'm getting old. So I want to make sure I'm not in the weather and I like to sit in the pavilion. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. So it's time to stump you, Miss Mr. Mundy, um, little well. Lester bang style, but not really this time. We're not doing a review this time. I just have, some facts about this band and okay. we'll see if you can figure it out. There's a couple right. that are very, I don't know, you know, weird stuff. So you may know this. Are you ready? Number one fact. They're <laughs> Sorry, most... taking a drink. I couldn't answer you. <laughs> their, their most famous song was never supposed to be a single. Okay. That's Number probably two. happened more than once. Yeah, probably. Number two, their lead singer, who's very famous, was actually their third choice. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um, All right. Their singer warmed up every night to Elvis Presley. Who? He's trying to throw you off the trail because he does not sing like Elvis Presley. Okay. And not a lot of those deeper notes either, especially he's younger. Okay, so then it's not Danzig. <laughs> it is. Because <laughs> no, Danzig kind of fits all three. <laughs> yeah. He just, he just transforms into Elvis when he performs. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, their lead guitarist, one of the most famous in the world, first appeared on TV as a kid. Oh, wow. Hmm. I feel like I should know that. You probably it's will. Not... Yeah. No guess? N no, not really. Feel free to throw a guess out there anyway. You might just land on it. They performed one time, only one time, under the name The Knobs. And the reason that they changed their name was because the descendants of another band claimed that they had stolen the name. And so for one night, they performed as the Knobs. Huh. It's been a while. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Not putting it together yet. <laughs> okay. Um, this band is huge Tolkien fans. One song paraphrased a Tolkien poem in the beginning. Another song has a is actually named after a place in The Hobbit. 
And then one of their other big songs has lots of references to Return of the King. Okay, so that kind of gives me, that's a huge clue. And that leads me to believe that I know who it is. But mm -hmm. uh, um, I guess sure. with the time, I guess with the time period, the Elvis thing might fit this because he would have had to been a very young child when Elvis was hitting. So he probably loved Elvis. Um, what was the guitar player one? The, the lead guitarist appeared, appeared on TV as a kid. First time on TV as a kid. Mm, I don't know that one, but I'm, I mean the, the Tolkien stuff is that sounds like Led Zeppelin. Nailed yeah. It. I know. I mean, they have tons of references to him. So, mm. but what what is their most famous song that wasn't supposed to be a single? Stairway to Heaven. Stairway to Heaven. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, that's I what guess everybody would know probably. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I guess it wasn't just that song, but I guess their manager at the time didn't like singles. And okay. So didn't want to. I mean, maybe he didn't last because of that, but did not want to release singles. That seems weird and counterproductive but yeah. also when they were kind of i mean in the 70s there was a kind of a movement towards a lot of radio stations doing i don't know what they called it but like they would play like a whole side of an album mm -hmm. you know like wolfman jack and people like yeah that. Yeah, yeah so i uh, maybe i guess but not releasing singles seems odd but yeah, and Stairway is like, what is it, like seven something minutes long? Mm -hmm. So that's uh, the DJ has to poop song. They, they, <laughs> they put right. that on and run to the bathroom. Got to get something out of the microwave. Yeah. So, anyway, I knew you'd get it. I just wasn't sure how long it would take. And the, to think that uh, he was their third choice. Hmm. Yeah, none of that stuff I really knew until you hit the Tolkien stuff. Yeah. So, that's pretty that's cool. That's kind of cool too. That, yeah, nerdy like that. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to Miley Cyrus. Or should um, wasn't a singles band really? They only had one top ten hit. True, true, true. I mean, yeah, I guess at the time mm -hmm. that was a yeah, little were... before my time. So now I hear their stuff on the radio all the time. So. Yeah, and that started, I know, in the 80s, after, like, uh, Q95 mm -hmm. uh, started in, well, gosh, I guess, late 70s. But their big thing was, you know, disco sucks. And so they hit classic rock hard. And so when right. we were middle school, high school, you got a ton of Zeppelin. So yeah, um, maybe maybe they, uh, they weren't big until then, as far as singles go. So cool. Yeah. Thanks for that little tidbit. Um, so we got Hannah Montana tonight, and uh, Hannah is up to an endless summer vacation. But uh, where's her wig? What's going on with that picture? Just kidding. So this one actually was chosen by Mr. Mundy. What did you think this would be a good one for us to review? Um, it really wasn't that I thought it would be good or bad. It was when I chose it, there were two albums out. So this came out not a couple of days ago, but the week prior on Friday, you know, Friday's the release date. Um, so it, it really was there. 
we didn't know what we were doing and there were two albums that I thought would be interesting, either the periphery or Miley Cyrus. And we went with periphery. And then again, we didn't really have anything to do this week. So we just decided to do Miley Cyrus, but, uh, um, so yeah, but I mean, I heard the, the single flowers, you know, that was kind of big and showing up everywhere. And, um, then I heard that, uh, someone we know actually plays on that song. Mm -hmm. uh, Kokomo area native Doug Showalter uh, plays keyboards on flowers. So that's mm -hmm. kind of cool. So, you know, any chance to talk about him and whatever, he's out in LA doing some great stuff. So, and here's another example of that. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I didn't realize all the backstory to flowers. Until to the song or the my, album? To the song. Okay. And so I mean, my, this is this is very much "Endless Summer Vacation" is very much a breakup album. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's not every song, but her her relationship with uh, was it Liam? Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. uh, Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth. Um, you know, obviously that has fallen apart, and this a lot of these songs are, you know, about that. So it's just like anybody, you know, she's going to write about whatever she's going through. I didn't realize my daughter just told me that he, she released it on his birthday. Yes. Song, and yes. shot the video in the place where he cheated on her. Okay. That I didn't know. Zing. <laughs> um, I, I knew one thing I knew cause I watched the video and there's a part in there. Well, first of all, before I say this, I'm going to say that, Miley is ripped. Like she looks amazing and she is ripped and she is like in shape. So, but there's a part in this video where it, she, it just shows her like working out. And I'm like, okay, I guess. <laughs> but, but then I get my wife to inform me that that was a big thing in the Hemsworth family and because you know they're all super fit and whatever mm -hmm. and i guess that was something that maybe he wrote her about a little bit and so then she's in this video working out being like yeah look you know i i can do it i'm doing it i look awesome you know screw you buddy so <laughs> you must be filled with hatred if that yeah that get you to work out yeah <laughs> It's weird. I get, I, you know, it's, it's a little strange, but yeah. So I guess I feel like all of this is kind of her trying to show him that mm -hmm. I don't need you. But you she know? didn't need him anyway. She was already rich well, and famous yeah. and very yeah, yeah, talented. Yeah. So she didn't need all that. So, um, yeah. But um, yeah, so that was your album opener. And I suppose there was no more appropriate song to open the album with. Then Flowers um, definitely sets the tone, as you said, but for mm -hmm. a breakup record, um, super catchy radio hit. I mean, it is the perfect leadoff song, I think. Yeah. And, you know, it's the lead single, so it's been out for a while. So then when you hit play on the album, it's the first thing you hear. It draws you it's like, oh, I know this song. So, you know, kind of pulls you in that way. And it definitely sets the tone, I think, um, lyrically uh spiritually narratively like 
all of that for sure. Uh, music wise, I don't think we get too crazy in any certain direction on this. So maybe it sets the tone that way a little bit too. Yeah, but, there were there were not very many songs that veered away from a very basic beat structure. Um, uh, there were a lot of them that the beat was so basic. The only thing that really made the song change was her, using her voice as an instrument. You know, I agree with all that. Those changes. I agree um, with that hundred percent. So I, I think I made a similar note in a couple of songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some of them are just crazy basic, and I was just like, "Wow, that's interesting." Mm-hmm. Um, so we had talked not too long ago um, about how uh, Spotify gives you all the particular numbers on listens and, and yes. downloads and streams. Yep. So Apple Music does not. It just, I mean, it, it gives you personal ones on how many you've listened to. But yeah, for yeah. an album, it gives stars beside it for the ones that are listened to the most. Okay. This record has one, which is, you know, a lot, most albums when you pull really? them have two or three songs, they're listened to a ton. But Apple Music shows one song with a star beside it, and that's Flowers. Uh, well, the the numbers on Spotify, Flowers is far and away the mm-hmm. most, it's like, almost 280,000 or 80 million listens are mm-hmm. and nothing even comes close to that. I think every single song was in the millions. Um, mm-hmm. There might've been a couple that were in the tens of millions, but yeah, flowers far and away. I mean, like 280 million listens. Uh, and, and I get it too, especially with, she is somebody that has a, a, a base that is more into singles than records mm. like us. So it does make sense, but I was a little surprised because you got Brandy Carlisle on a song, you got Sia on a yep. song mm-hmm. and they don't have, I guess, more listens. And there were some really, really good, strong radio type songs. I thought. Absolutely. So yeah, all right, well, um, let's start rolling through some of them then. Okay. Um, how about Jaded? What'd you think of that one? Um, this is one where I think, um, her vocals definitely are the star here. I don't think musically this one is super amazing. Um, her cadence in this song, like her delivery, uh, is pretty pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the the keys, the <clears throat> keyboards on the chorus, I thought were kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, decent song. Nothing for me to complain about. No, I just, my thought on it was just standard fare. Like, yeah, nothing good, nothing bad. Did its job, not a bad song. Mm-hmm. Third song was Rose Colored Lenses. I thought this was a pretty good song. I think it stood out a little bit more than Jaded. Um, okay. A little bit more interesting lyrically, I thought. Okay. Um, um, again, did not I, blow my socks off or anything. Yeah, I did not love this song. Um, the lyrics were kind of interesting. I mean, she's just kind of, you know, uh, fantasizing about what could have been mm-hmm. in a relationship, I guess. But uh, yeah, this song, it really didn't blow me away. Yeah. The next one, Thousand Miles, liked this one a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like Brandy Carlisle a lot too. She's yeah. got a great voice. But um, this was probably, after uh, the first song, this was the one that stuck out the most for me. Um, Thousand Miles, pretty good song. Uh, yeah, Brandy Carlisle fits on this song mm-hmm. beautifully. I so much so that I actually looked up to see if um, she helped write this song because it kind of sounds like a Brandy Carlisle mm-hmm. song. 
Um, she did not. Uh, there's actually, uh, I saw the backstory to this one and, uh, Miley says she wrote this in like 2016, 2017. So yeah, a long time ago. Hmm. So, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, Brandy Carlisle, uh, absolutely. The two of them singing together, they, they don't really, they kind of harmonize, but mm-hmm. it's, they they kind of are singing the same lines uh, differently, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, like they're not hitting the same notes on different octaves or anything like that. They're like kind of singing around each other, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, there's some uh, in the music. If you listen real close, it kind of comes towards the end of the song when the lyrics drop out and it's just the music mm-hmm. you can kind of hear they sample um i assume it's miley they kind of sample her doing this little uh scatting mm-hmm. sounds and yeah it, i don't know who did that where that came from sound, it, it sounds really cool and it's kind of it's buried more in the song until the the singing stops and then you can kind of hear it more mm-hmm. it's pretty cool yeah, I just thought this one was probably the most different of the songs so far, as far as not being standard fare. Um, yeah, this uh, thousand miles and the next song, you. Those are my two favorite songs on the album. You is one of my least favorite songs. Really, that's interesting because you and, you liked rose colored lenses. I didn't really care for that <laughs> one. And this, yeah, well, I, I love this song. There were parts of it I liked, but <clears throat> for me her voice can be a bit hit or miss because there is a strong nasal factor in just her actual speaking voice. And that hits hard, especially when she says the word you. (laughs) And so it just, the first time I heard it, it just kind of took me out of the song because it did get too far into that realm. Um, So yeah, I, it kind of, that kind of ruined it for me. Otherwise, I mean, it wasn't a terrible song. I just, I thought the vocals were the worst on this one for me. I I could not disagree with you more. <laughs> <laughs> I I felt none of that. I love the song. Uh, the opening is kind of it's almost like a, I don't know that she is playing the piano, but it's I mean it sounds like you know when you hear it, it just sounds like her sitting at a piano, like maybe in a piano bar, kind of crooning a little bit. And then the the beat kicks in, and um, the uh, I feel like the control on her voice in this song is outstanding because uh, she goes low, she goes high, she belts, she pulls it back. I, I really love it, and I, I just I found myself in this one. Like I, instead of reading the lyrics as it's going, I felt myself just keep wanting to close my eyes and just kind of bob along and feel it. And I, I absolutely love the song. Okay. We all don't have to love everything. Yeah. I wish somebody could chime in. Did they like you? (laughs) Not you. Of course, everybody likes you money, but. Everybody likes me. (laughs) (sighs) Handstand. Um, This one is very different. Like they do a lot mm-hmm. of different elements on this one, which I think helps it quite a bit. I wasn't, I kind of go back and forth on it though, lyrically and vocally, if I mm-hmm. like it or not, it's okay. No, I don't know. Uh, but I definitely like that. It, it took a departure from the standard beats and so, I don't know, middle of the road. Yeah. 
Um, this one I did not love her vocals. Um, I don't know why. It just didn't hit me right, I guess. <laughs> um, I feel like this is kind of a more of like a club slash dance song, which mm-hmm. is not necessarily a good or bad thing. It's just that's kind of what it feels like. Um, there's a really cool synth part in the middle that caught me off guard. And I was like, Oh, that's neat. <laughs> but um, the, yeah, the lyrics are interesting. I'm not sure what this song is about. Like the chorus kind of goes into some almost feels like, like some weird sex stuff, <laughs> but uh, with her, I mean, yeah, know, it's not, that. it's not necessarily explicit, but it kind of hints at that. And I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which again, not necessarily a good or bad thing. It's just like, I'm not sure what this song is about if it's not that. Hmm. I don't know. So not one of your top three or four then? No, not really. No. And then the next one, River, was not one of my favorites either. This happens to every album. We get this middle section and it doesn't click with me. Yeah. So four, five, and six. I just, I didn't feel them. Luckily, they're all short. Two of them are under three minutes so that's kind of right but um yeah yeah river was yeah river's kind of it feels kind of like an 80s dance song to me uh it's got a big 80s feel uh, which you know makes it kind of fun but kind of disposable at the same time yep um violet chemistry picks back up for me i like this one yeah, this one feels like um, it could be a single, abs- like a total radio hit mm-hmm. in, in, you know, in t- t- today's whatever climate. Um, yeah, just kind of, and the the lyrics are a little more feel good. It's not, so it's not angry or depressing or anything like that. So, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this one quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Muddy Feet is the next one, and this one features yeah. Sia. Sia. And this is, uh, I like Sia a lot. I wish Sia would have been more pronounced. Yes. On the song. But again, it's a two minute and 17 second song. Yes. Not long I enough. Feel, it's good. Yeah. But I wanted more Sia and I wanted a little bit more song. This one is, yes. First of all, I do. I feel like Sia was a little wasted on this song. I don't. She does not come across in the forefront it's kind of like you have to figure out where she is which i mean that's whatever that's how they decided to use her um this is very angry miley (laughs) she's she's a cussing on this one um (laughs) yeah she was pretty angry but uh, yeah, it, it's kind of it's a good song. I enjoy the song, and I do like the lyrics are good. I mean, she's obviously pissed, and it came out in this one. So you know, she's it's basically you're, you know, you're going out and cheating on me and bringing your dirt back home with your muddy feet, and you know, so get out of my house and all that stuff. So it, it's a pretty good song. Yeah, I just, yeah, it would have ranked a lot higher if this had been a four-minute song. Yeah. got a verse with Sia or something that that featured her. um, Could have fleshed it out a little more that way. 
and this one sounds different, like because it's more angry, like actually yeah. angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next song, Wild Card, I could see this being the next big single. This one has the radio feels all over it, from the lyrics to the way she sings it to the sound. It's like mm-hmm. perfect radio fare and a pretty I, good song. I agree. Uh, her vocals on the chorus are outstanding. Um, and it almost feels there's a singer. I don't know if you're familiar with her. There's a singer named, uh, she goes by LP just the letters LP. Hmm. Um, I'll have to send you some of her stuff. She's amazing. LP is somebody who is kind of in the background as a, a songwriter producer for a long time. And then she finally broke out on her own and uh, her voice is amazing. And this song kind of sounds like an LP song. Again, I had to look to see if maybe she helped write it because she does that, mm-hmm. but she did not. And but even Miley's vocals on this song kind of reminded me of LP a little bit, which is not a bad thing. LP is right. amazing. So that one hit for both of us. Island, um, it was good. Again, it's That's, just I my exact note was pleasant, but nothing special happening here. <laughs> just kind of innocuous, you know. I mean, and see, I knew this is going to be where I fell on a lot of these songs because I don't gravitate to radio friendly pop songs. So sure. for me to really dig into some of these songs, there has to be something there for it. And, and this is a, a fine song. I just, yeah, nothing that I love nothing that I don't like. So, yeah, it fits really well in that pop structure, but yeah, for me, there's not a lot to sink my teeth into. And then the album closer is wonder woman mm-hmm. and not as good as the comic. I I like this song. I like this song a lot. I think it feels like just kind of a piano ballad, Mm -hmm. um, uh, which you know I enjoy, and I think it's kind of a good way to close everything out and wrap everything up. I I think it's a decent you know album closer. So I I like. I think he definitely does. Like you take it from the first one, flowers. You know, getting back even all that stuff, and in the end, it's look at me, look how strong I am. Moving on. So, yeah, I agree with you in that respect. I just, there was nothing there that, no meat on the bone for me, so to speak. Okay. And then, I don't know, like, the Flowers demo is on both Spotify, it's on Apple. Is this, if you bought the vinyl, would you get the demo? I don't know. CD? I don't know either. I don't know, but I really like this. I almost like it more than the single. (laughs) Why? Um, I mean, it's really just, it's a demo. So it's just her and a keyboard playing mm-hmm. the melody. It's just kind of cool and stripped down. You can, if you listen to both, you can kind of hear some of the differences where they tweaked, you know, the lyrics or the melody or something like that. But uh, it's just kind of a different version of the song. And it shows where when you have song ideas and you, you lay them down on record, you know, you got it out of your system, but it's almost like, uh, you know, I, I, you kind of hear musicians talk about it, but you more hear authors and writers say that they're never ever really done 
with the project, even mm-hmm. when it's published, they're like, oh, I could have done this or that or whatever. Yeah, at some point, you got to know when to step away. Yeah, and this, I think, is a great example of that. There are excellent, excellent bones for building a good song here, and they do that because, you know, the Flowers is a, it's a huge hit. Mm-hmm. And it's a good song. It's not like they she laid down this idea and then turned it into something shitty. It was it's it's good. So just kind of build on what's good and you know tweak a little thing here and there, and you got a great song. Great. All right. Well, I will say that for me, um, trying to put this in the frame of somebody who would like this kind of music, I would say it is a three out of five. I think it's pretty solid effort. Um, I don't love it. I won't go back to it a lot. There are a couple songs I really dug. And um, I guess if I had one comment about it, I would just say maybe she should let Hannah Montana sing a little bit more because I think <laughs> it would have been better. Uh, I don't know if it would have been better. I feel like it would have been a little more of a <laughs> bastardized pop thing but um yeah i'm say what yes it could be yeah uh so i would go probably i go three and a half out of five um what i liked i liked a lot and there's not really anything on here that i disliked um i again I can't say that I won't put this on just in the background sometime, but there are definitely songs that I love more than others. So I'm pretty happy giving it a three and a half. Three and a half. All right. So just, uh, I think this answers our question. It says uh, she closes endless summer vacation with a demo version of flowers. So I assume that means that everybody's getting that version. That's just not something for the streaming. Okay. Cool. I would think so. And there were some other people noted here. Um, uh, handstand, indie filmmaker Harmony Koren is okay. uh, credited. Wow. Um, Doing what? Is credited on the Woozy Gauzy handstand, which lyrically references one of his paintings, Big Twitchy. Okay. Yeah. Well, she was talking about big twitching. I'm like, I don't know what that is. So <laughs> no, I, no. it sounded like a person to me. So, and then Violet Chemistry has James Blake joining. I don't know who that um, is. To, feels like a spiritual and sonic cousin of Taylor Swift's Midnight's Cut, Lavender Haze. Caitlin Smith is on Island. So I don't know who that is either. <laughs> no idea. Anyway, that helps out a lot. All right. Good. Yeah. Harmony, the Harmony Corinne thing is interesting. I mean, is that he didn't do anything on it, right? It's just kind of inspired by his painting or whatever. Um, that was it says co writer. Really? Credited, yeah, with that. And then we've huh. got um, okay. uh, Jaded has Greg Kirsten bringing his trademark gravitas. Okay. Kid Harpoon. All right. Um, has his fingerprints all over the LP. Um, no idea. On the opener, Flowers. <laughs> Did uh, also worked on Wrecking Ball. Okay. Um, and then Tyler Johnson. 
pairs with her. I don't know a lot of these people, so <laughs> this doesn't Me help either. at all. <laughs> Me either. But it sounds like she did not do this on her own, had lots of help. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, the songs that I did look up, the I mean, it was like three or four, you know, people co-writing the song and yeah. stuff. So it's usually, I feel like with her stuff, she's probably one of those that will you know, sit at home and write or whatever, you know, and maybe lay down a demo and then that gets taken to someone and put into the machine and three or four or five people get their hands on it. And then you end up with the song. So yeah, it's true. that's, you know, it works a lot that way in the pop world these days. So, and I mean, really, honestly, it kind of always has. So, I mean that oh, yeah. she, at she at least is involved in the writing process. I mean, there's some that even from way back in the day who you hear on singing on the record had nothing to do with writing that song. And that yeah. still happens today. You feel like they're, they're performers more so than yes. You know, that's why I don't appreciate yeah. them as much, I suppose. Yeah. And I will say, I, I mean, I'm, I mentioned last week cause we touched on, Miley's album last week because mm -hmm. I thought we weren't going to do it. But last week I said, I feel like she has grown into her voice so much. I mean, I watched Hannah Montana with my kids, you know, they were that age. Right. And that was going on. So I've seen her turn into who she is now. Um, and her voice, I, I just think is amazing. And I, I feel like she can sing almost anything in her style. And I mean, she's done some amazing covers like Jolene, Heart of Glass. I mean, all kinds of great, great stuff. And the, you know, nothing else matters. Um, I, I feel like she's an amazing singer. And she's, she is one that I feel like is probably only going to get better with age. Yeah, but we both agree she wasn't very good on you. Okay, good. Let's finish this up. <laughs> uh, well, tonight's episode was brought to you by the Kokomo Lantern. Head over to kokomolantern.substack.com to get all of that local Howard County uh, information and news. They do an amazing job. Mr. Bundy, where might we find you in pictures of your cats? Only have one cat, but you can see her on my Instagram page. <laughs> really? Just one? Yep. I thought you had more than one cat. I know it seems like several because I talk about them so much, but I talk about her. That's, that's you know, it's what we turn into. You get a cat, you turn into a cat person. So but anyway, at Metalhead Monday, you can see what all the fuss is about. Oh, there's fuss. All right. There's fuss and muss. Folks, She's keep pretty. that right. <laughs> Keep that write-in campaign coming for JPP. He'll be back. I can feel it. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Foggy's Pal. And you can find this show on uh, YouTube, on Apple Music, on Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and SoundCloud. And I think that about does it. I don't know what we're going to be doing next week, but I'm going to guess it'll be something exciting. You should ask your dogs. They love it when the show ends because I get to come back up. They're chihuahuas, everybody, if you can't tell. I mean, they're Great Danes. Can you hear those woofs? Yeah, right. It's deep. 
too much. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a great week of work. See you then. Bye now.